Hello, DTL world. Uh, this is Coach Shaken Blake of the Mighty Fremont Tarzans. I am here with legendary Tealy Coach, Inglewood, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Inglewood Inglemakers, Coach McVicker. How are we doing tonight, Coach? Ah, uh, I am doing great. Even better, being called a legendary Tealy Coach. Trying to yeah. guess, still put my imprint here on League Thirty One, but. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say we're not talking about T League tonight though, so no, we're not. <laughs> uh, but we are covering. But shout out Branson Community College! Thank you for all the support you've given me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Need some of uh, the dollars coming from Branson. To I really should be here. getting paid. <laughs> uh, so we got so we've got the Crocker Group of the PNTT. We got here. Um, we have the number one seed, the Arena Rollers, out of Conference 27 from Minabars, coached by GS Chase. Um, they had a 21-3 and record, 13-0 in the conference. Rolled through us, uh, yep. ranked two, strength schedule 30. They were one at one point, um, mm -hmm. and they were a one seed in the NTT, and they finished 10th. So um, quite the squad. Yeah. Uh yeah, they graduate the 1411 class with sometimes starting uh um namesake Pablo Crocker, um mm -hmm. depending on the day, what he wanted to do. They bring in the 32 36 32 class. So just a little bit of a drop off, but I mean, he wasn't even he was barely starting any of them. So Right. Yeah, it's a really, really great team. And I love that I think I've been able to talk on Reno like every season, the past four seasons. I don't think that's been on purpose, but I love it because I've trashed on Reno every season for the last four seasons. And I'm <laughs> they finally proved me wrong. And I was super pumped about it. Love seeing uh, Coach S. Cheese or... I know his last name in real person, but I don't know how to say it. Uh, finally uh, get that team clicking on all all cylinders. It's a, a bit unfortunate to have just rolled through us so dominantly um, and rolled through the regular season so well uh, and just bring home a, a number 10 finish in the NTT. It's not bad by any means. That is still super impressive. Um but I know that that coach was probably hoping for a little bit more. Um, the losing Pablo, he has been like a, he was a four-time or four-year starter for them, except for, like you said, a little bit on the bench for Trey um, coming in until they lost in the NTT. He was an efficient scorer, but that's about it. A little bit on the steals wasn't, wasn't, um, consistent on this deal so it was really just efficient scoring uh, but his team brings in three solid players two of them very efficient scoring jack clark a 6-3 guard with 19 points on 60 percent true shot 1.4 steals seems to fit the bill super mm -hmm. well for crocker if trey doesn't just slot in instead um i don't know the attributes there but it seems to be that he's got definite options if not randy uh could slot in his new freshman could slot in at the point guard and drop bromfield down to shooting guard there's there's just a lot of options the big question for this team is going to be their power forward thomas 
Figuera, should have figured that out earlier. Thomas F had a breakout year, his Mm -hmm. junior year. Uh, If you look back the rest of his, uh, the rest of his program, he was an 18 uh, game score, his freshman year, 17.6 game score, his sophomore year at power forward. But then for us, for some reason, you never really know with DTL. We love to uh, try and figure that out. Did he drop his girlfriend? Did his girlfriend drop <laughs> his sophomore year? Did, I don't know, he realized he didn't want to be a chemical engineering major and switch to, you know, uh, arts. And that just freed him up so much and to play more basketball who knows but he threw down 23.8 game score uh with a lot more rebounds a lot more blocks more scoring not super efficient scoring but more scoring uh to just take this team all the way uh he was kind of the backbone of that class with his uh splash buddy logan charlton so the the two questions I have for this team, it's still a really solid team, is will Thomas F. be able to throw down another really solid team? Uh, and will Jack Clark or Randy, any of the new freshmen, be that other glue guy, that other efficient scorer that this team needs? Because you have two two guys in their, in their upper teens with points. Uh, from my experience, you always need at least three scores if you want to make a deep run. And when you don't have any dominant scores like Reno doesn't have, uh, you're going to need four decent scores. Um, and so if they can find that, uh, they're going to be fitted just like their preseason ranking at two is to make another deep run. And I think they're still going to be a solid team. So we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I of note, I think, is uh, Bobby's ranking had uh, Diab, uh, Diblo um, at number 26. He had him potentially scouted as a plus eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, maybe the underside shooting guard, uh, maybe a little bit more efficient if you move in a point guard. I don't know what Bobby's ranking is looking at per, per se, but something to note. Um, Jack Clark definitely is the more efficient shooter of the mix. Uh, but yeah. Um, it'll be interesting with uh, Thomas. Um, like you said, it wasn't efficient. Um, and he just kind of hasn't been efficient his whole career. Right. Um, and even going back to high school, he was only a 53% true shot guy in high school too. Um, you love to see the rebound increase. I mean, that's three, three more rebounds a game. And you love a block, a block and a little more, um, more. Uh, but yeah, I would say if they can get um, Carlton going a little bit more this year, um, he is uh, quite the talent, uh, almost 60% true shot as a 6-6 center, um, scoring 18 points per game. I think he can handle more of a workload than he currently has. Um, so I think he can definitely uh, add to this. Um, but yeah, if you can get Jack, Jack Clark or Diablo, uh, D- Diblo, I want to keep saying Diablo um, in there to provide a little bit more. You can take maybe some off of Thomas where he can uh, maybe improve on his efficiency and mm. while well, keep bringing down those rebounds and blocks uh, yeah. because those have really helped this team uh, play very good defense, holding teams to 30, basically 38% from field goal range. So, 
last year, and he's bringing both of them back. So, um, great squad, um, and uh, I am not looking forward to playing them. And I'm <laughs> glad I only have to play them once. <laughs> uh, moving on to the second seed we got in here, we have the Las Vegas Local Labos, um, coached by um, Mike Wynn. Uh, the conference 29, uh, 18 and 6 last year, 11 2 in conference, ranked 31st, uh, strength schedule 22, uh, graduates the 31 62 class, uh, containing one starter, Jared Norris, uh, who is their second leading scorer for the year. Um, and they are bringing in the 37 11 class. So, hard work, certainly liked it. Which is- for sure it's it's a good class right you have mm-hmm. a lot of athleticism i know sammy lane was highly ranked in a lot of different um uh rankings out there being an undersized power forward in high school scoring 17 points not great efficiency uh mm-hmm. but you wouldn't necessarily expect that but he was putting up 2.1 blocks um from the power forward position so he was scoring he was getting blocks wasn't turning over the ball much at all so he is a quality player uh and then you love seeing danny hill 69 guy being able to put up 3.3 blocks is great does not have much on the assists nor steals ratio so i wonder if those 3.3s is more in, in athleticism than it is a overall defense um but they're super quality guys and when like you said they're only losing their power, uh, their small forward. I feel like Sammy Lane is just an upgrade for them mm-hmm. for, for Jared Norris. So you run it back or even maybe find uh, Daniel Hill coming in at power forward. So you can drop mm-hmm. Michael um, who wasn't really doing <laughs> anything yeah. uh, from his power forward position. This team looks a lot scarier, right? Mm-hmm. You get, you get those blocks, maybe even put Milton up. Uh, as a passing power forward uh, and let Daniel Hill get the blocks from center uh, and put Samuel Lane in at small forward. I think this team is ready to go. Uh, That's actually a lot of, of pretty scary scoring potential. You add in a, probably a better shooter than Jared Norris uh, Mm -hmm. in Sammy Lane and a much better player, just overall Daniel Hill for Michael uh, and then put Mike, put Danny Milton. Yeah, that's, that's a great team. Uh, and Mike's gonna, Mike's gonna be already taking a team from last year to the number thirty-five finish in the NTT. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do another deep run this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did fail to mention they were NTT team last year, eight seed and finished thirty-fifth. So nice run in the tournament for sure. Yeah, um, I co- totally agree with everything you said. Uh, Sammy Lane, I think, is a Put uh, basically a push start for Jared Norris, um, who's probably will be more effective. Um, and then yeah, yeah, Daniel Hill in there to um, at either center or power forward, whichever he so chooses, um, can definitely improve on uh, uh, the one point and five rebounds out of Michael Garados uh, out there. So um, yeah, and then yeah, Hill can score a little at least more than one point per game so <laughs> uh you know uh, this team is set and ready to go to uh, keep scoring and playing some good ball i think mm-hmm. yeah for sure 
anymore. So we have the Rochester Boy Geniuses uh, as the third seed in here. Um, coached by, out of Comfort 6 by Jimmy Neutron. 17-7 um, last year. Uh, ranked 56. Strength schedule 51. Um, PTT team last year. Um, three seed. Finished 19th. A nice run in the tournament. Love to see it. Um, and they graduate the 28-25 class, containing their starting um, po uh, point guard and leading scorer, Cody Morris. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, graduate that 28-25 and bring in the 158-116. Probably not exactly what uh, Jimmy Neutron was wanting. Yeah, definitely not. And what's hard here uh, is you're losing not only your point guard, you're also losing your backup point guard. Um, mm. And that's hard. Uh, it's a, a lot of people don't really pay attention to that backup point guard position, but that can be really crucial. It could be the change, the difference maker in, you know, a deep run team versus not. Because uh, we all know those games that we were just like, oh, if the refs had been on our side, we would have. <laughs> We wouldn't, we wouldn't have lost that game. And a lot can can be dealt with if you have just the right role player in the background. Um, so looking at, I mean, the composition is you have three freshmen returning, right? Three freshmen that were okay. Quincy Williams is probably not a guy you want to play if you don't need to. Um, the people that he brings in, while high, not highly ranked, might be decent role players for what you need. Um, Tanner Conley could be more of a passing point guard, uh, passing defending point guard. And you throw Cody Moss who averaged 31. Uh, oh wait, who was I thinking of? Um, no, I don't know what I saw on 31. Cody Moss is a really great player though. Um, he scored, he's been scoring a lot of points. Um, so maybe throw him down at small forward. Oh, sorry. He, he graduated Philip. Philip was the one who scored 31 points, uh, in high school. He was scoring 31.7 points on 62.9% true shot. Um, so maybe you throw Philip in at point guard, let him take a bit more of the commanding position since he's not getting, he's not having turnovers, even though he's not assisting. I'm wondering if he has maybe great dribbling skills and not great passing skills. And it seems to me that when you have a good shooter with great dribbling, he can do super well at the point guard position. Uh, Cause he can just make his own shots. Um, that might be something. And then you can throw Tanner where you need to. Uh, but ultimately, like I've said before, you need more than one, even really you need more than two shooters. Uh, so I'm really looking to switch Quincy out here if possible. Um, there's some argument. Jacob Bell might be able to shoot. I don't mm -hmm. know if anybody else, he was already giving Jonathan Gould, a lot of time off of the bench. Jonathan Gould did have 16 points on 58% true shot in high school uh, from the small forward position. So uh, he seemed to have maybe a little bit of a turnover issue. So bump that shot percentage up. I know mm -hmm. Jimmy is a really great coach. So I know and trust that he's going to do the best that he can with this team. So it might just be stuff that we can't see from the outside. Um, but I think, what I'm seeing here is we might have some good players, but not enough players. And it might be hard to put together a team composition that can repeat a strong, sh the strong showing that they had last year, even though 
they only had one starter. Yeah. I'm just looking here. Um, yeah. I I think I like Jonathan Gold coming in here um to provide some scoring. Um I think there just hasn't quite been room for him, or at least up to this point. Um, yeah. I mean got you had a good night. Uh, that freshman class is hard to argue with, at least for um rankings wise, but yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to see you even have Rodrigo. Well, Rodrigo was scoring twenty eight points in in uh yeah in high school as well. So I, I don't know. I and maybe this is where yeah. it's like there's definitely some stuff that we just can't see. So oh, sure. I'm thinking like, you're maybe not Jonathan Rodrigo come in. I, yeah, I mean yeah, you're not and you're not gonna necessarily argue with you know uh, Cody Moss and Hatton who are playing very good. I mean Philip oh, was. Wow. Stupid wasn't super efficient, but I mean, still scoring well. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna argue there by right. any means. I mean, that fills your kind of your guard position, and like Rodrigo is a guard. He's not gonna be playing small forward. Yeah. So might just be an odd man out sort of situation that just didn't have room for. So maybe this might be his year to pop in there, and then mm-hmm. you throw Jonathan Gold in there. I'm and guessing that's three why shooters. he's splitting time with. Probably Quincy Williams. Probably, I'm guessing yeah. that turnover issue has existed, mm-hmm. uh, which is why he's trying to get the more or less situation. Yeah. You know, let Jonathan Gold just score on some backups. Um, yeah, though he hasn't really had the true shot, but hey, you never know. So, um, but yeah, Tanner Conley was a high was highly ranked in Bobby's rankings. I can't remember. I just had it pulled up, but I can't remember. But he was like a hundredth ish or so um so trying to find a spot for him would be nice but i just don't know if this team can really afford a non-scorer um necessarily and even playing a kind of outer position because yeah yeah we'll see for sure uh we've got the four seed in here we had the aurora roaring lions out of conference 21 by m cook 19 11 13 and 11 last year 7 6 conference ranked 31 strength schedule 130 uh 170 uh 173 sorry uh PTT team last year 11 seed finished 52nd graduate the 113 123 class contained three starters out of that uh class um starting point guard starting shooting guard and starting center uh, so asking a lot for out of the replacements, yeah. And um, he seemed to have gotten some of it at least. Uh, his freshmen are the thirty-one forty class. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aurora Roaring Rhinos, just to respect the coach a little bit. Sorry, um, but yeah, it's a it's a wild team. I don't know if you take a little deep dive into this, you'll see that Zachary Davis last year six three playing backup power forward. That's rough. Just mm. want to point that out. Mm. Um, but uh, in terms of what they lose versus what they gain, <laughs> right? So um, kind of a middle of the pack team here, right? Middle of the pack. They lose three starters, but the people they gain are much higher ranked than what they lost. Uh, but it does look like we're, I mean, we we lost height. We mm-hmm. lost height on a team that had two, six, nine players. Uh, everybody else was six, seven or less. 
and we lost one of the six nine players and didn't bring in a six nine player. My guess is M Cook had some ties on some tall guys, as all tall guys here in League Thirty One are ties, um, mm-hmm. and just missed out. I feel that that has been my reality for so long. Um, so if we just kind of ignore that because it is what it is, we got to deal with it and look at who he lost to who he gained. He had a pass first shooter who he gained regained in either chase delessi or cameron hayward i like cameron hayward i know delessi has more steals but cameron hayward has less uh turnovers um and is taller so uh he replaces that point guard position and then he loses a six seven uh shooting guard who was scoring 10 points not really doing anything else and those 10 points was on 47 percent true shot he brings in Christian DeRozier, which was 18 points on 55% true shot. Not insane efficiency, but really great efficiency, right? Like I'm not, I'm never going to scoff at 55% true shot. I'm just never going to trust him being, you're my shooter, right? It's going to be, you're my support player. Um, and if we can get enough hands around you, great. So uh, with those two guys, their front court, is is i say well-rounded they're well-rounded with trey uh bradbury in there who is a really solid player again no hands but solid defense great scoring throw in derosier in there to kind of be able to splash brother in there and to lessie to kind of you know cp3 it up in the passing lane um i like that and then i don't know if there's anybody off the bench that he can move in. He has Madison as a six, six power forward. And it is again, a little small for that position. I don't know if he has anybody else that he can move in though. Um, and that's the hard part of this league is if you don't have height, especially like shooting harder below uh, or really, really small forward or below, it's just going to be really tough to be um much better. Do I think that they could, that they'll repeat at least repeat what they did last season? Yes. I think that even with losing their six, nine uh, center, I think Evan Lacey comes in and slots in. He was Mm -hmm. fine in, in, in high school. He had 2.1 blocks. He had 10 rebounds. He had 2.7 assists to 1.7 turnovers and 1.5 steals. So he's either smart or he's got, good defense. Um, mm-hmm. Those tends to be the correlations with high steals. You either have high intelligence or you have high defense. Um, and so maybe it's a good a combination, right? With good defense, good intelligence, uh, maybe fair, uh, good athleticism, fair rebounding. And that's good enough for a six, nine center. Um, so I think that they have a chance to, with the right maneuvering of this team to maybe do a little bit better than one thirty one ranked. Um, because of that new class uh, just kind of depends on where their true attributes landed. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah, uh, Evan Lacey is definitely the go ahead probably at that center position. Not just, oh, not sure. just because he's this, the, the tallest guy probably around, which, which kind of makes you not many options, but like, yeah, I was looking sure. back at it at some of his game logs from his sophomore year. Um, he had a couple games um, that, uh, Oh, when he played Las Vegas, actually, um, mm-hmm. had a, a 11 Spicy. rebounds in 21 minutes, and then night next game, 19 minutes, eight rebounds. Uh, like 
the Duke get at least bored and like in a height height a height needy league, boarding honestly <laughs> I'll take boards. Um uh, I'll take a guy who can get, you know, ten boards a game and maybe mm-hmm. play defense and you call it gut. Um yeah. I think that's what you just gotta do sometimes. Right. And I think that so I think with the amount of passing that this team got, with some you know, pair it with the defense. Um, you got a young Trey Bradbury, um, who's gonna be a junior. I guess yeah, he's not as young as he used to be, but um I think this is a class you can build on for sure. Um mm-hmm. uh Christian DeRoser should play effective. Um you got a lot of hands. You've got your kind of your guards are sort of set. So now you can just kind of all chips in on bigs and hope for the best. And right. Hope you land one at some point. Right. Um, so I think this team is gonna be okay. Um, like you said, they'll probably repeat pretty similar, maybe slightly better, depending on how the conference rolled out and who got better in their conference, who didn't. Yeah. So, but at more probably the same in this with this team. So yeah. Yep. I guess how do you see this team roll this group rolling out a little bit? Yeah, I'm I'm over here as you're talking about that, looking at schedules here. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to say, like, you know, Las Vegas could give Reno a good run for their money. But Las Vegas got a terrible pull. Oh, it's so rough. I mean, okay, so other than they're they're three out of conference or out of group games they have to play is me, Inglewood. Then they play uh, Wooster, Italian Mafia, who is good. They're oddly good coach. low-ranked. Good coach, and they they have their good freshman class they just brought in. And then they have to play Oakland. And that's just rough. That's just a rough pull. Um, Oakland's off of a really solid season. Uh, they only lost one senior and brought in some really solid talent. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's just really rough. Where Reno has a really like, I mean, they have one one hard game of the three. Charleston Forty ers has some solid recruiting rankings. Not the uh, they don't have the pedigree to show it that they. I mean, it's a new coach. They don't know. It's not showing how that they know how to use it yet. Uh, but otherwise, I don't see Reno necessarily. I don't see a high chance Reno drops a game until they get to Mike. So can can Las Vegas definitely make it in via the cheese clause? I think that's that's potential. I they could definitely be us. They can definitely be Wooster. Um, that's definitely possible. I don't. We're not. I don't think Inglewood us will be able to. That's not an easy win. Um, but uh, they can definitely get potential to get the four and two with i think you need 20 plus 20 20. yeah uh yeah a score differential uh differential to be able to make it into the playoffs i think that's possible but i think reno takes this i i just don't just be just because of schedule i i don't think that las vegas has a chance yep i concur completely i think that uh, that other conference draw is rough it just plain is and reno is a good squad uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, no faults on them. Yeah, but yeah. Not to Oakland, mention Rochester. Getting, yeah, getting Oakland and uh, especially Oakland, and then you guys are nothing to slouch at either with yeah. uh, a good recruiting class in now. 
Um, but yeah, tough draw. It's the way it works. But I, yeah, I think they get to the, they can get their four and two and get into the yeah. cheese claws and for sure. Hopefully, uh, make enough noise from there. Yeah, yeah. Rochester has Reno ranked three, Plainview ranked two, Nashville <laughs> ranked thirteen, Flagstaff ranked twenty sixth. Yep. That's well, they'll know what they have. That is <laughs> rough. They'll, right. know what the, they'll know what they have. So. Yep. But that's all we, for this group. Uh, we'll be back with them.